This episode is brought to you by Dietz and Watson. Uh, Molly, it's time we have the talk about hot dogs. Oh, oh, okay. Well, hey, (laughs) I'm looking for a hot dog that's the real deal, Matthew. Like a classic hot dog that like when you think of like the platonic ideal of a hot dog, Mm -hmm. I recommend Dietz and Watson's Dietz Dogs. Ah, well, I've heard that they're handcrafted and made using only Dietz and Watson premium meat. I can vouch for this because Dietz and Watson sent us a big box of hot dogs and other delights. And wife of the show, Lori, and I had them for dinner last night. We had uh, the classic beef Dietz dogs with uh, toasted buns with sauerkraut and pickled jalapenos and Dietz and Watson ballpark style yellow mustard. Do you think you'd recommend Dietz and Watson hot dogs for fried rice? Oh, yeah. Fried rice with some sliced hot dogs. I'm going to be doing that soon. Wife of the show, Lori, is going to be making the hot dog flour buns from Christina Cho's cookbook, Mooncakes and Milk Bread. Very excited for this. Mm, And I'm especially pleased because Dietz and Watson does things the right way. So this means like no additives, no fillers, no artificial flavors, no cutting corners. You can feel good about this stuff. Dietz and Watson. It's a family thing since 1939. Shop now at Dietz slash the right way. That's Dietz, D-I-E-T-Z, and Watson.com slash the right way. This episode is brought to you by Full Pull Wines. Are you, Matthew? Yep. One of those people who walks into the wine section of your grocery store. <laughs> I'm, I'm uh, someone, someone is staring at you in personal growth. <laughs> Do you? Do you get in there and you're like, oh, no. Oh, Oh, I I don't know what to buy. Oh, oh, oh. I get in there and then I get very confused. Well, Full Pull Wines can help you. Full Pull has been sharing the stories of boutique Northwest wines since 2009 and offering those wines to members of their mailing list. Yeah, they've got a warehouse in Soto. That's a neighborhood in Seattle. Uh, Their spring offers include Leonetti Cabernet, some small production rosés, and sparkling wine exclusively for list members. And we asked them about what what they would pair with, uh, with enchiladas. Yes. Today's this. today's topic. And Full Pull's owner, Paul Zitarelli. Unfortunately, we did not purchase his pairing suggestion. But it's not too it's, late. It's 1030 in the morning. But anyway, he recommends bubbles like cava for veggie and chicken enchiladas or lambrusco for pork or beef. I think that's, that's a great idea. That sounds real good. Bubbles for enchiladas. All right. So go to uh, fullpullwines.com. I'm Matthew. And I'm Molly. And this is Spilled Milk, the show where we cook something delicious, eat it all, and you can't have any. Today, we are talking about enchiladas. Uh, sorry. <laughs> no, no, I love that. How did you like my pronunciation? I, I liked how, I liked the, the uh, vocal fry. Oh, thank you. It was, thank you. It was very... Uh, alluring and husky. You know, I usually can't detect vocal fry. I usually can't pick it out. Oh, you, you should get a little detector. There's probably an app. <laughs> um, I also had the the strange experience of listening to a prominent podcast the other day and hearing the male host do a tremendous amount of upspeak. And usually it is not that jarring to me, but it felt very jarring. Interesting. That's very interesting. It was interesting. Uh Hi, so this is going to be a show about enchiladas. Yeah, let's do a show about enchiladas. Enchiladas? And oh, before we talk about enchiladas, we should we should let the people know uh, that if the people are in Seattle, we're going to be appearing at uh, not appearing exactly, but we're going to be at we're going to materialize. We're going to materialize. We're going to apparate. We're going to come out of the flu with the flu powder. At uh, these are all Harry Potter things. I can see. I can see your puzzled expression. (laughs) 
at Book Larder, the uh, independent cookbook store uh, in Seattle where producer Abby works as the events coordinator. Mm-hmm. And this is going to be on Saturday, April 29th at 4 p.m. Are you, you are you at 4 p.m. also? I'm at 4 p.m. Okay. also. Um, this is in celebration of Independent Bookstore Day. So we'll be there at Book Larder, both of us, 4 p.m., uh, signing books, talking nonsense, yeah. our usual. Yeah, I mean, we're not recording an the episode huge. or anything, but just just like come in and say hi. Yeah, yeah. I thought, you know, first I, I told Laura that I would do any time, and she said, how about Laura, owner of Book Larder, and she said, how about 4 p.m.? And I'm like, great, I got this. And then I heard you were going to be on at 4 p.m. too, and I was like, what the fuck? You're trying to upstage me. She asked me to do 4 p.m. because you were going to be doing it. I think that she's afraid to hang out with either of us by ourselves. I would be. <laughs> Yeah, me too. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about enchiladas. Okay. Okay. Uh, do you have any enchilada memory lane? Absolutely not. Okay. My enchilada memory lane mainly consists of, and I was trying desperately to remember the brand name of the frozen enchiladas that I used to eat. Uh, I, I think it might have been, oh wait, I think it was Cafe Mexico. Um, hmm. I'm sure this this brand doesn't exist anymore or may have like morphed many times through different ownership or something. But it was a series of frozen Mexican entrees and I loved their enchiladas. It was like classic, like microwave this tray and it's just full of delicious mush and you'll never figure out what's actually in there, but it was great. Wow. I think that I knew enchiladas existed because I saw them on menus at Mexican restaurants, like Tex-Mex restaurants in Oklahoma where I grew up. And I think that I remember like friends having them for dinner at their houses. Uh-huh. But I never had enchiladas as a child. I think I probably had my first enchilada within the last 10 years, and I've never made enchiladas. Okay, wait, I'm sorry. You mean you remember friends telling you that they yeah. had enchiladas? Yeah. Like, and, you were, and you were really intrigued, like this was some sort of contraband? Well, and I think I also, as a kid, I was very wary of spicy foods. Uh-huh. And I think I always thought Mexican food equals spicy food. Which not necessarily. Which is absolutely not necessarily. And uh, so I think I was a little bit, I wasn't curious about trying things like enchiladas because I thought that it was going to be spicy. Well, let me ask you this. Were there other like rolled or filled tubes that you liked as a kid? Like no. manicotti or Except cannelloni? Except the roll-ups. My oh, right. <laughs> I remember we talked about that, and then I immediately forgot it, and now I've been reminded again. Just to refresh everyone's memory, this was a piece of Oscar Mayer beef bologna that Mm -hmm. my mother would spread with mayonnaise, mayonnaise directly on the bologna, Mm -hmm. and then she would roll it up into a cigar shape and hand it to me, and I would eat it. Something about spreading a condiment directly onto a lunch meat. Like really, I mean, I guess I don't really like lunch meat or condiments very much. So well, it's it like, strikes me now, in retrospect, as a very like at like Atkins a paleo, yeah, paleo thing, yeah. That's I think that's what the paleo whole paleo thing is about, right? It's like yeah. you take a condiment, you take a lunch meat, <laughs> you spread one on the other, yeah. and that's and that's how people used to eat in the Stone Age. Absolutely, absolutely, so accurate. No, so I no, I never had like a blintzes. I've still never had a blintz. What? I've never had. Um, what are other things? Can- cannoli. I think I had cannoli for the first time. Um, I really thought you were going to say canola oil. I had cannoli for the first time maybe five years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are other things that are rolled up? Yeah, this, is a, this is a good question. Um, well, I mean, like a burrito, but that's yeah, that not doesn't really, the same really thing. count. Yeah, that's like a sandwich. Oh no! As soon as you said that, oh, like, no, Dan like Dan Passion is, like is going to appear out. in front of us. <laughs> okay. Um, no. What about um, uh, what are other rolled? You just named some off a second ago. 
Well, okay, manicotti. I've never had manicotti. Cannelloni, which never I'm had not cannelloni. sure if or how that's different from manicotti. Never had either of these. Um, these these are all, are all good things. You know, they're they're all like a form of, of a casserole that uh, you know happens to be have rolled up things in it. My mother scorned casseroles when I was growing mm-hmm. up, and so I I lived a casserole deprived childhood. Well, but it's not. You know, I, I'm, formi- I'm I'm formulating this rule like as as I'm saying it, so it's probably like both offensive and wrong. But I think you can tell a good casserole because it doesn't have the word casserole in the name. So like, Except I mean, enchiladas about- are certainly a casserole in that they're baked in a casserole dish and covered with sauce. Okay, and stuff. but hold on now, yeah. tuna noodle casserole is such oh, a delicious no. thing. I would oh, not like that. Oh my gosh, it is so delicious, and you can't call it anything but tuna noodle casserole. That pushes so many bad buttons for me. Really? Yeah. Well, I don't really like turkey canned tetrazzini. Tuna. Isn't that a casserole ish? Yeah. Um. But that but that doesn't have casserole in the name. It's true. But but tuna noodle casserole oh dude let me loose on a pan of that okay we can do an episode on on that I thought we had i've never made it um we did a canned tuna episode but i don't th- i don't think i've ever had tuna noodle casserole it's oh my just gosh. a thing i think i won't let's like. do an episode on it because i would love to make it for the first time in my life and i think my kid would love it june is a tuna salad fiend okay of all the things that your kid eats that's the one that impresses me the most because Oh, I, I hate so tuna delicious. salad, and I hated it as a kid. Also. She loves to taste it and tell me if there's enough mayonnaise in it. Oh, my God. That is so cute and so gross. <laughs> so anyway. Guess what? Before you put any mayonnaise in, there's enough mayonnaise in it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, enchiladas. I've never made them. I think I've probably eaten them less than six times. But you added, so so, like... The enchiladas you ate today may may constitute like twenty percent of all the enchiladas you've yes, ever eaten. Yes, exactly, wow. exactly. However, now as an adult, like like last month, uh, my girlfriend and I went to Palm Springs for a couple days, and we went to a mini break, a, a little mini break, and we went to this Mexican restaurant in a strip mall, mm-hmm. and um, it was super delicious. And right away, I I saw the word chicken enchilada with like green sauce on the menu. And I was like, that is what I'm getting. Oh, yes. I, I've, I've had this like enchilada conversion as a, as an adult. Well, and something about, and I know like I'm not among the first million people to make this observation, but like taking a tortilla and having it soaked with a chili-based sauce, which is what and enchilada means. Wrapping it around uh-huh. like a, a meaty thing and putting cheese on it. You know what? Something that's so what cool. What could go wrong? Something that is so cool about enchiladas. I mean, we, we you and I are arbiters of what is and is not cool, right? Absolutely. Um, we're, we're like cool hunters. Yeah. And one uh, an uh, an instance of cool that I, that I an just realized. Of cool. <laughs> yes. Um, okay. Is that like a lot of things that we like, both you and I, and like American society in general, is like things that are crispy. And enchiladas are just the opposite of that. There's like n- there's no crisp. There's no crisp, and like you know, there might be a little chewiness to the filling, but often like if they're cheese enchiladas, none. It's like you know, pure like creamy, saucy goodness. You know, I would say actually, I don't often think about wanting a particularly crunchy texture on things. Okay, like I, you're don't, the only one. I don't ever really find myself drawn to like the crunchy corner of lasagna or we brownie. did a whole episode called Crusty Quarters about how much we loved crusty quarters. <laughs> I think I was lying. <laughs> okay, I, what what other deceptions have you no, been pulling? Really, I'll have to go back and listen to that episode because I think that episode was the first time that I had really considered crusty corners as a delicacy. I think we're going to play that episode at the trial. 
<laughs> for okay. per, the perjury okay. trial. So, so talk to me about this. So, enchilada, no, you're going to have to recuse yourself. So, enchilada, like, is it? Does it really refer to the act of like impregnating this tortilla with with chili sauce? <laughs> Yes, it refers to the act of impregnating. Yeah, like uh, you know, and if if you if you were going to translate enchilada to uh, to English, you might say chillified. <laughs> chillified. And so, so let me get this right. You mm-hmm. take a corn tortilla. Yep. Okay. And do you like um, dredge it in in like a? Okay, so there a are sauce? a lot of ways to do this. Okay. So first off, um, yeah, I mean it's. You could make enchiladas with something other than corn tortillas. I don't think I've ever seen it done, and it doesn't seem like a good idea. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I'm saying that as someone Seems who like loves it would flour get really tortillas. Dummy. Yeah, I'm, and I love a flour tortilla. Too. So usually, you need to you need to do something to um, like warm up and maybe and maybe add a little fat to the tortillas first. So like classically, you you like heat a pan of oil and like fry each tortilla for a few seconds in the oil. Okay. Um, that is really tedious. So usually what I do, which works almost as well, is like uh, brush them with oil and bake them in the oven for a few minutes, and then they get uh, soft so they won't like... You know, it, it improves the the flavor and, and it means they won't fall apart when you're rolling them. Yeah, that makes sense because you're, you're not... You're not- like crisping them you're just warming no. them and like maybe they soak in the oil yeah. and, and get pliant oh yes yes ready they get, to be impregnated they, yes <laughs> i'm <It's>, so sorry <laughs> no no it's, it's i mean it's a very it's a very Supple. sensuous process Supple. yeah like there's a lot of suppleness and pliancy <laughs> if i mean if you and the tortilla aren't in like a good mental space <laughs> then the procedure might and and like it's very yeah. romantic to refer to it as a procedure <laughs> <laughs> anyway, okay. So you In addition to being cool hunters, we're we're experts in romance, <laughs> so, especially me. So anyway, you you get some oil on it, you warm it up somehow. Mm-hmm. Um and then you then do you kind of dredge I'll have it? You know, I'm so- not envisioning a tortilla while you say this. <laughs> then, do you, do you, then do you do you roll it in sauce or do you roll it in the stuff and put the sauce over it? So Usually, um, I will uh, roll just roll the the naked uh, tortilla, um, roll the stuff in it, and then uh, drizzle the sauce over. Like, put some sauce on the bottom of the pan, roll up the tortillas with the filling, uh, put them in the pan, and then like pour a bunch of sauce over and spread it with a spatula so every tortilla, uh, every square inch of tortilla gets impregnated. Um, <laughs> But and then you put cheese on top of that. But definitely, there right? are other recipes. Like there are some. Uh, they're they're non baked enchiladas. Which uh, there's there's a Rick Bayless recipe that I think we're going to link to. That's that are like for like spinach enchiladas, where you really just dip the tortilla in the chili sauce, uh, roll it up with the filling, and like put it on a plate and garnish it, and it's ready to go. Wow, it's good. Interesting. This episode is brought to you by Third Love. That's right. My bra brought you this episode. It's back and it's better than ever. I understand that finding the perfect fitting bra can make it can make your day. It like really it can, can be the difference between well, a great day and a garbage day. I have to say that I have recently had the experience of of purchasing a bra that was kind of like just itchy, sort of uncomfortable. Mm. And I I mean I, I had never before known that feeling of like, I can't wait to get home and take my bra off. But now I have. And it makes me appreciate third love all the more because I never think about that when I'm wearing my third love bra. In fact, I never even think about my bra period when I'm wearing my third love bra. And that to me is the sign 
of a, a great brazier, as my father used to call them. So would you say, do you ever experience things weird like... that I just quoted what my that, dad used to call That was bras. very strange. I want to I just like zip right past that and never talk about it again. Yeah, he used to always say like, uh, like brazier. Like every day? Well, yeah, just, I'd just come into the room and he'd be like, brazier. It was, yeah, it was his all-purpose greeting. Yeah. Um, would you say, does your third love bra ever suffer from things like slipping straps or side overflow or any other no. uh, common Absolutely issues. not. I feel like I'm in a doctor's appointment. Do you suffer from any of the following <laughs> issues? Right. Yeah. Okay. We'll do. We'll do a differential diagnosis. Um, <laughs> okay. And uh, and we have diagnosed you with perfect fit. Oh, thank you, thank you. So, listener, if you would like to have the bra experience that I'm currently having, Third Love makes it really easy for you to do that, risk free. Don't I sound like I'm in some sort of telemercial? Te- uh, uh, yes. You sound like you're in a telemercial. <laughs> What's that? I just love telemercials. Anyway, <laughs> it's so, like a commercial that's on television. Here's what you do. You go to thirdlove.com slash spilled milk. You pick out a bra from their 24-7 t-shirt collection. You pay $2.99 for shipping. You pay nothing else for the first 30 days. You just get to wear this bra. You get to enjoy it. You get to feel the way I feel today. If you like it, keep it. They'll charge your card. If you don't like it, send it back and you are charged nothing further. So that's thirdlove.com slash spilled milk. And I think that was a pretty good telemercial. Thanks. <laughs> what I made today was uh, green. So so enchiladas off, usually come in like a green or red variety. This may, I may be speaking like in a like, you know, Tex-Mex, New Mexican context. But uh, but no, I mean, they, no, definitely there's like real Mexican enchiladas that are, you know, a green chili version, a red chili version. Do you have a preference? On the whole. So I was I was going to I'm glad you asked because did, did we do a Tomatillo episode? I don't think we did. I don't know if we did either. But that doesn't sound familiar. I think Tomatillos in, you know, in like I don't want to. I don't want to make it like like oh my God, nobody what are uses you these about things. To say um, this is really this. It's taking you a long time to come out with this. Okay, if you are if you are not a a cook of uh, a Mexican background or another culture that uses tomatillos widely, probably these to you are the most underappreciated ingredient. Yeah, like, and I think that they seem intimidating with the, like that papery husk. Yeah, and- but man, you know, I, I served these for dinner last night. Uh, these green chili, I mean, I call them green chili enchiladas, but they're really more t- tomatillo than chili. Mm-hmm. And uh, and my wife was like, what did you put in here that they have like, you know, this this like round full flavor? And I said, I impregnated them with tomatillo. <laughs> um, but like tomatillos, like, they have- That explains the roundness. Yes, they have this incredible, uh, you know, kind of- uh, I mean, it's kind of a sticky texture. What, what? How would you say? Sticky is not the right word. That's not appetizing. You mean the outside? Of, well, the, no, I mean that like when you cook with them, they they have they're they've got a viscosity. I to was going to say that there's like this shiny uh, uh, viscosity to them. Yes, and so that means they they like coat your tongue in a really nice way. Gosh, I never thought about that. And in addition to that, you know, they got the, like this perfect balance of tartness and fruitiness. Like they're an incredible ingredient. Like anything you put tomatillos in, I will eat the shit out of it, even if it's if it's like tuna noodle needle cat or tuna, tuna n- needle <laughs> casserole. Tuna needle casserole, the Woo. most dangerous casserole. <laughs> anyway, do, so do you you know the old urban legend about the kid who <laughs> got a needle in their tuna needle casserole? <laughs> it's dumb. Uh, I think so. In general. 
I am drawn to green sauces over red sauces. <laughs> this it, is why my mom told me not to accept tuna on Halloween. Please continue. <laughs> anyway, I tend to be drawn to green sauces. I think because I like um, I like the bright acidity of a yeah. green sauce. Now, having said that, I also love red enchiladas. I, I think I didn't realize how much I loved enchiladas until we got into this. Um, do you have a recipe for red enchiladas yeah, as well? Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna print recipes for recipes out the you wazoo. Know what? And we're we haven't even gotten into another one that I make. We're gonna have like three enchilada recipes. Are you serious? This is gonna be the most recipe centric episode possibly that we've ever done. Oh my gosh! So what's the third one? So okay, well let's let's talk about the red first. Okay. So the what the, makes it red? Is it chilies or tomato? It's both. So oh, okay. you make you make a sauce with um, toasted ground dried chilies and so tomato. Fancy. I'm so fancy. Like I'll toast them. I'll grind oh, them. Oh my god! Yeah, there's a lot of. Um, I mean, if I'm going to impregnate some tortillas, there's going to be a lot of grinding. You're going to warm it up. You're I'm going to warm it up. Yeah. First, you're, you're there's going to be a lot of grinding. It. Yeah. <laughs> um, Go on. And <laughs> tuna needle guys. <laughs> <laughs> so so you make uh like compared to the green yes to yeah compared to the green sauce it's smooth i'm trying to i'm trying to have a cooking show here okay, go on. <laughs> um you so you make a pretty smooth red sauce and like you can buy red enchilada sauce in a can and it's not that bad but homemade is not hard and it's much better uh-huh. um so I'll, I'll use like a can of you know tomato sauce and and just add some some toasted ground dried chilies and that's your that's your red enchilada sauce i think chicken is a great enchilada filling cool um <laughs> i feel like chicken enchiladas are sort of like the enchilada that we all think of yeah but i mean cheese enchiladas are great too like i don't know enchiladas, enchiladas are so good oh they're so good so what about what about this third type okay you ready for this? Um, you just kind of like did what June sometimes does when she's telling a secret. She puts her hand oh, up to her wait. mouth as though she's gonna like shield her mouth so you can't see what she's saying. What? But instead, she just puts her hand up like this, like she's making a duck bill next to her face, oh. and then speaks at normal volume. <laughs> wait, mommy, I, I'm telling you a secret. Can you give me an example of what? She considers a secret. This is a, this like, a four-year-old. Like if she picks out a present for her dad at the grocery store, oh. and she'll be like, "Let's not tell daddy." Oh, I see. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. And he'll be like right across the room. But she's making her cupping her cupping thing with her hand, and therefore no one else can hear what she's Does, saying. Has she ever like come up to you and like cupped her hand like that and said and said, "Mommy, I killed a man." <laughs> <laughs> I next time next time I babysit her I'm going to t- teach her to do that. <laughs> let's see let's see I've, it would have been funnier if I had not told you that just now. <laughs> so we'll edit that out of your oh, of oh, your brain of my brain. Uh-huh. Perfect. Okay. Um, okay. Are you ready for the secret? I'm ready. Okay. Stacked enchiladas. Whoa! Is this like a stacked <laughs> Ritz witch? It's it is every bit as as sexy and smooth and and. Oh supple. man, those enchiladas are stacked. Okay, here's what I do, and uh, this the the idea for this recipe came from a long defunct uh, restaurant in Seattle that I really liked called Barbacoa in Queen Anne. Mm, I'm sure we've mm-hmm. got a listener who, mm-hmm. who remembers the place. And uh, so you put some you put some cowboy beans at the bottom of a bowl, mm-hmm. uh, like a soup plate kind of okay. cowboy beans. You know, beans cooked with with bacon and fire roasted tomatoes and whatever. Then you layer um, some warmed or fr- lightly fried tortillas and chicken and cheese and green enchilada sauce. Mm-hmm. 
and uh, you make a stack. So you're not rolling them. It's not rolled at all. And yet okay. it's still enchiladas. Okay. And then when you reach the top of the of the soup plate, you put a thick layer of cheese like all the way out onto the rim of the bowl and then broil it. So you got this crunchy cheese around the edge. You've got uh, And it's individual and then, portions. And it's individual portions. This and, is so classy. Oh, yeah. It's but it's but it's it's not because it's it's gutsy. It's it's uh Wow. Uh, you know sexy. You're it's, gonna get messy. It asks for what it wants. That's and it right. Gets it. Yes, and what it wants is for you to eat it. That's right. Yeah, and I always comply. Uh, so, wow, this well, is cool. So I'll include that recipe too. It's it's a real like all day kind of project, but it's worth it. You got to cool. make the beans. You can fry a bunch of tortillas. You got to make the sauce. Um, I usually buy one of those rotisserie chickens and and shred it. Is that what you did for the chicken enchiladas we had today? Uh, no, th- for this one I cooked some chicken thighs and and then like simmered them in the sauce for oh. um, for a little more flav. Flav. I, I regret so much that I just said that. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Hey, everybody. It's time to talk about my bra again. Now, I understand you've been you've been doing these ads without me. Yeah. Like, I just learned this. Yeah, yeah. And it, it, it feels How more intimate that way. The, the listeners and I, we're really getting to know each other, Matthew. So they will not be surprised to hear that I am wearing my third love 24-7 t-shirt bra today. Molly yeah. is like tapping her chest I'm, to make I'm sure it's still there. probing myself. Uh-huh. Um, it, these bras were developed using thousands of real women's measurements and it's so cool they even have half cup sizes. Yep. It's kind of awesome. I mean, I don't wear a half cup size, but maybe I should. I don't know. You could, you maybe could I'll certainly try. try. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, and they stand behind their products so much that they are going to give our listeners a bra from their 24-7 collection to try for free. You just pay $2.99 for shipping. You wear it. You wash it. After 30 days, if you don't like it, you send it back and they charge you nothing. If you like it, you keep it. They charge you. It's great. Oh, it is so great. So go to thirdlove.com slash spilled milk to get started today. We'll be posting these recipes. Uh-huh. Um, so many at our, recipes. At our new website, Flav.com, <laughs> which is our uh, Flavor Flav fan website and also where we put our recipes. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Thank you, Squarespace. Um, uh, anyway. Yeah. So we'll be posting that at our website, which is actually SpilledMilkPodcast.com. <laughs> Thank you. I was going to just blow by and not mention it. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, you can also find us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash SpilledMilkPodcast, where I don't know. I mean, there's uh, a lot of stuff we didn't talk about we didn't There's talk about so like enchilada swiss sauce um you know i don't even know what you're talking is that swiss enchiladas it's en- swiss enchiladas but it has nothing to do with with switzerland it's just are like they blintzes no Wait, it's, that's blintzes not swiss. Are from switzerland <laughs> i mean I, although now that you say like Wait, imagine where myself like in from? a ski chalet like eastern europe that's close to switzerland i mean it's east of switzerland indeed <laughs> Isn't that a movie East of Switzerland? Yes, it's a it's a um it's like uh Rochelle Rochelle. I don't All right. Know. <laughs> Never mind. Okay. All right. Uh what else do we it's need like to a, tell It's like it's a sexy romp. That's what I was trying to say. East of East of Switzerland. Yeah. That's it's, cool. Yeah. I don't know what else do we need to say? Leave us a review on iTunes. It's like uh our, this show is sharper than a tuna needle casserole. <laughs> um uh make some enchiladas, tell us about it. Yeah. On Facebook. Yeah. Which we already said what that was, right? Yeah, okay. we did. Uh, and until next time, thank you for listening to Spilled Milk. You know, the show that's like stacked and impregnated and all kinds of other things we said. <laughs> I'm Molly Weisenberg. <laughs> and I'm Matthew Amster-Burton. Hold up. 
Yo! I suppose we could get started. This episode is brought to you by Town Place Suites by Marriott. Whether you're traveling for work or just enjoying a relaxing week away, Town Place Suites by Marriott has all the comforts of home. Yeah, and if you're a spilled milk listener, we bet that sometimes you want to cook when you travel. And Town Place Suites by Marriott has a Weber grill on the patio. They've got a microwave, dishwasher, stovetop, full-size refrigerator. You are good to go. In other words, Town Place Suites by Marriott has all the amenities you need to feel at home during your stay. Find the comforts of home at Town Place Suites. Go there with Marriott Bonvoy.